Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Gamer Heroes, a Heroes Podcast Network production. Each episode, we discuss the latest gaming news and then bring on a guest or two for an in-depth discussion on specific games, franchises, and more. It's game time. Greetings, programs, and welcome back to Gamer Heroes. I am your host, Derek, and this week we will be talking about Animal Crossing New Horizon for Nintendo Switch. Before that, though, our first segment, short news segment, followed up by a bit of what I'm currently playing before we bring on my guest, Lisa Lynn, to talk Animal Crossing. So, one news item I want to cover this week, this episode, is the return of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 will be returning in a remastered format together in a single package for Xbox One, PC, and PS4, which for me is just really exciting. I am stoked about this. Um, I love the original game. I played it all the time for my Nintendo 64 and have continued to play it, uh, even breaking it out after this news broke to get back into the swing of things some cool stuff about it there is a really nice collector's edition of this set that actually comes with a birdhouse skateboard deck which has a uh, i'm assuming a digital version of tony hawk signature on it the collector's edition is actually 99.99 usd which when you consider it comes with the 60 dollars game which is both games one and two remastered together as well as the digital deluxe content um and then a physical actual birdhouse skateboard deck. That's actually a pretty freaking good deal, right? Most digital deluxes are 80 bucks. You're basically spending 20 for the board. If you're a skater, I just can't imagine why this is something you wouldn't want to take a look at. Um, it's going to include almost all of the music tracks, not quite all of them. Um, there's uh, a great Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 Spotify playlist out there that you can listen to. Um, it's going to come with revamped versions of the tracks, brand new graphics, of course, being remastered. There's some gameplay trailers out right now. Uh, all the, the original skaters are back and all of the tricks that you can do are back, which is really exciting. Um, there's even going to be some aged up versions of some of these skaters so you can kind of play as them um, today, so to speak which is really cool. Um, I'm really excited about it. It comes out in September, so I'll definitely be taking a look at this. It's available for pre-order now if you want to go ahead and snag your copy, but I definitely will. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a little bummed it's not going to be on Switch just because I grew up playing it on a Nintendo platform, so i got to decide what I'm going to go with. I haven't, haven't quite decided which platform yet. 
So there you have it. Tony Hawk has returned in uh, games. I'm currently playing or playing recently. Two things I want to point out. The first is a switch, a game that just came to switch. It's already been out on other platforms, but it just landed on switch called lonely mountains downhill. And this is from the publisher thunderful who uh, publishes games from image and form, which includes the steam world franchise that I'm a, a big fan of. And I got a review copy of Lonely Mountains Downhill and wrote a review. That's right. There's a written review on heroespodcasts.com. I'll link it also in the show notes so you can read my full review of it. I provide spoiler free thoughts, though, of course, there's not much of a story mode, so no real spoilers to be had. But I spoke about this a little bit in the last episode, but I've gone through and I've, I've written my full review of it. Um, long story short, if you don't want to read the full review, uh, overall, decent game. Um, it's 1999 on Switch now. It's also available on PC, Xbox One and PS4. Uh, so you can go ahead and get that digitally. It's uh, it's a good game. It's OK. Uh, it's nothing like super exciting or really amazing, but it's very solid. It does some things really well. I enjoy the graphics. The sound effects are phenomenal. And it's just kind of a different game for me. You know, you're literally on a bicycle going down these really treacherous hills, trying not to crash and burn. Um, so overall, I like that it doesn't have microtransactions. I like that you can just go through and play this game. But there's some other things I'm not a big fan of. You have no idea how fast you're really traveling. So when you bump into a rock or a tree, it's hard to know where that line is between bumping into it and crashing into it. Uh, uh, there's some obvious times, of course, where you're just flying down a hill. But there have been some times where I felt like it was really on the line as I was going slowly around a turn or something like that, uh, just as an example. So go ahead, read my full review. I'll link it, like I said, in the show notes so you can get some thoughts on that. But what I really want to talk about is a beta that I played this past weekend for Wingspan, the digital edition. Wingspan is actually a tabletop game that is really uh, well received with a ton of reviews. Uh, Board Game Geek, Board Game Geek excuse me, gives it an 8.1, uh, which is a pretty good rating. It has won a slew of awards in 2019. I am not going to read all of them, but it did win 2019 International Gamers Award for General Strategy Multiplayer, which is really exciting. I was a nominee for that, but it won uh, for 2019 Golden Geek Most Innovative Board Game. It won that, which is really exciting. It won Golden Geek's Board Game of the Year as well in 2019. Um, it's up to five players and basically it is for the bird watchers out there the description of the game itself is wingspan is a competitive medium weight card driven engine building board game from stonemaier games and the digital version of it is being published by monster couch and the beta was this past weekend on steam and i got to play that with a buddy of mine, my co-host Ryan from the Screen Heroes podcast, and it was really great. Um, visually, it's a beautiful game. The artwork is gorgeous. The birds look great. They have small little animations to them. It is a card-based game at the end of the day, and it's a digital version of that. Uh, so there's not like a ton going on, but it's really beautiful. Uh, the graphics are really nice. I like the iconography. I think it's really easy to understand and, and grasp the tutorial that they provide is good. I'm not going to say great. It uh, walks you through most of a game and then allows you to finish it. 
some of the translations are not great. So there's some, some broken sentences and some grammatical issues you have to work through. Uh, and there's no voiceover for the tutorial. There is, however, voiceover facts for each new bird that you come across. So when you get a new bird card and you play it, it'll actually have a voiceover fact about it, which personally I really like. I thought it was really interesting and educational. Basically, what I would say the the issue with the game is that since it's not released yet, there are some significant bugs. Um, there was a 9002 error that we ran into quite a bit that stopped me from finishing most of the games that I tried to play. But I'm assuming those types of things are going to be worked out before the full release. So if those bugs are worked out, I would highly recommend this game. You can play on your own against one or more AI. You can play with uh, up to four other friends. You can play with some friends and some AI. It's got a quick match system or custom games so you can play with your friends. And it's really interesting because it's not directly competitive. It's kind of indirectly competitive. You have uh, three habitats. And in these habitats, you can play specific birds. Some birds can be played in multiple habitats, some in all of them, some just in one. And you have to balance that because each habitat is responsible for a different kind of resource. Right. So one habitat will get you food. Another will get you eggs. Another will get you cards to draw, which are the birds. The birds are on the cards. Each bird has uh, the possibility of different special abilities, allowing you to draw bonus cards or draw food or have different types of actions to stack things. And it's all victory point based. Each bird is worth a certain number of victory points. And each phase of a game, a game has four phases, each phase has its own special bonuses. And those are, are randomized for each game. And they might focus on having the most birds in a particular habitat or having the most birds with a specific specific kind of nest or other things. And while you're doing that, the other players are also they have their own special bonuses and then they share the same phase bonuses. And so you're working towards victory points, but you can't do much to hurt other players uh, there are some things, some some birds that will play that will give everybody food, right? So you might be helping out another player, but there's not really anything you can do to hinder another player short of drawing a resource that you think somebody else wants. The food and uh, bird draw pools are shared in the, in the game. And so if I draw a particular bird or take a particular kind of food, that's no longer available for you. So you can see what other players are doing and you can maybe guess if you want to be more directly competitive. But at the end of the day, it's really an indirectly competitive game. I've really enjoyed it. It's chill enough where I can really talk to my friends. That's something that you know I really struggle with for online gaming, right? I play you know, World War Z. I play Fallout 76. Uh, we just started checking out GTA 5 because it was free in the Epic Store. We've played a lot of um, borderlands three and we've played some vr games like firewall and it's hard to just have like chill social conversations during games like this because they're really fast paced and intense this is super laid back it's basically a tabletop game that you're playing digitally personally i think having it digital brings a lot more life to it the the birds are slightly animated you can click on them to hear the bird so songs that they make uh the facts are really cool and you can kind of bounce around and see stuff I have not played the tabletop version to do a direct comparison, but I really like the digital version of this game. So I'll be looking out for it uh, once we have a price point and a release date. I'll probably bring that back up. But so far, I felt really positive about it. The beta is now done. It was a closed beta. It's now done. Um, no word on a, on a release date or if they'll have a open beta 
later on. I don't know, but I'll follow back up and let you guys know what happens there. Okay, so like I said, the main topic this week is going to be Animal Crossing New Horizons, and I actually just started playing it myself. So I interviewed a friend of mine, Lisa Lynn, she's also known as Littleful, out on social medias, and she has been playing it quite a bit, and she is my expert to bring in to talk about this new game. So we'll cut to the interview there in a couple minutes, and you'll be able to hear all the in-depth stuff that we go into. It's a really great conversation for people who are new to the game, who are unfamiliar with the game, or who are really considering getting into it or are um, trying to find their way. Because of that conversation that I had with her, I actually decided to check it out myself. My wife's been playing it uh, on the Switch, so it's her island. Um, we talk about this in, in the conversation, but on the Switch, each Switch can only have one island. And so I'm on her island. I have my own house, my own character, and I'm doing my own things. And so I've learned a ton about this game in the last few days as I've been playing it. So you'll cut to this interview here where I've never touched it. And now I can say for sure that Lisa's assistance and her guidance was super helpful to me getting started in this as someone who's never played an Animal Crossing game. Animal Crossing New Horizons is available for Nintendo Switch and has seen just massive success, um, mainly actually due to the pandemic of all things, if you really think about it. Um, this game has been more successful as far as sales are concerned than the entire franchise leading up to it, uh, which might be a little hard to believe, but is the case. Um, it has already sold over 13 million copies just six weeks after its release. It's um, just hugely successful from that standpoint. It is the uh, fifth full game in the franchise. I say that because there's some offshoots, there's some app versions, some mobile games, but it is the fifth full Animal Crossing game dating back to the original in 2001, which released on the N64 in Japan and then later was really re-released in an enhanced edition on GameCube throughout uh, North America and other territories. Animal Crossing Wild World was released for DS in 05, followed by City Folk on the Wii in 2008, and then New Leaf in 2012 on the 3DS. What's interesting is uh, that pre-orders identified for New Leaf were 56% identifying as female. And people talk a lot about whether or not uh, there are a lot of women in gaming. And people who know me know I'm of the opinion that it's ridiculous to assume that there isn't. Um, almost every woman I know plays video games to some capacity. And uh, it looks like that it is very very even as it pertains to Animal Crossing. So just a little tidbit there. I like statistics. So anyway, um, we'll move on to that conversation. For those who don't know, Animal Crossing is a non-linear, real-time life simulation game. So people who enjoy Sims would probably enjoy Animal Crossing. Um, as we talk about in the conversation between Lisa and myself, there's also a lot of really interesting um comparisons with fallout 76 which everybody knows i play quite a bit um obviously there's no combat but there is a lot of, of similarities that i think are really funny so we'll go ahead and take a short break and when we come back i'll be bringing on my guest lisa to talk animal crossing new horizons with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. I am here with Lisa Lynn to talk about Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is the latest in the Animal Crossing series from Nintendo. Lisa, hi. Thank you for joining us on the show. Or joining me. That's just me. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problems. Good to talk to you. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to people, kind of let people know a little bit about who you are, what some of your interests are, and then um, maybe why you got into Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, so like Derek said, I'm Lisa. Uh, I cosplay i am really well known for how much i love dogs and corgis um i am really into like comics right now like web comics and uh i don't really play a lot of video games um animal crossing is my first the new horizons one's my first one that i've played but with the quarantine started I was like, I have so much time on my hands. What am I going to do? And I actually was like, maybe I should buy it because my brother has a Switch. And my brother's like, oh, who do you think I am? I'm already buying it. And then I kind of took over. Um, <laughs> I really play way more than he does. It's kind of become my Switch now rather than his. So, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying playing it because there's just so much free time right now with all of us locked in. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I bought it for my wife because I thought she might enjoy something that's kind of a little more chill um, than what I normally play. And, yeah, she's kind of taken over the Switch now <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> this is the first time I've regretted not having two. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is weird with, um, you know, when, when you play with, like, pe multiple people on the Switch, you all have to share an island. Right. Um, and I actually don't mind sharing an island with my brother. When the, we first started playing the game, we both were playing together because we can put it, we can dock it on our TV screen and we have other controllers. So we can play together and we're having a lot of fun with that. But sometimes uh, there's things you just can't do while two people are playing at once. So it just kind of ended up that I ended up playing more because he plays other games as well. Well, so let's let's kind of start at the beginning. So, full disclosure, I have never played an Animal Crossing game. Uh, I'm familiar with them. They've been around for quite some time. For those who don't know, the first Animal Crossing game came out in 2001, originally for the Nintendo 64 out in Japan, but then was re-released uh, for GameCube pretty much everywhere else. And uh, New Horizons is for Switch, Nintendo Switch. It came out this year. Um 
as far as like what it is, I guess a good description for it is it according to like the basic summary, it's a simulation, a life simulation video game. But I feel like that's a really sterile definition of what it is. Right. So like Lisa, if you had to explain to somebody like you really wanted someone to play this game, how would you pitch it to them? Um, so I actually have like explained it to a few people and I always kind of use it as like a, it's like the Sims, but cuter and with animals. <laughs> I think it's kind of the most simplest way to explain it. Okay. Um, I think for me, the kind of cutesy art and the animal villagers appeal to me more than like the Sims. And it's also much more positive than the Sims where you don't really have like, you know, purposely killing your... Like, people <laughs> right like putting them in a pool with no like yeah. Out. yeah a house with no so, doors yeah um <laughs> and also like uh there's a lot of like kind of mini games you can play with it it's kind of also like the difference between the two games so i always just say it's like a cutesy chill you know live your life kind of game <laughs> See, it's funny. So, like, you know, the more I look into these games, the more I, I talk to my wife about how she's playing it and everything. I've realized that it's incredibly similar to Fallout, um, Fallout 76 specifically, which I do play because while it's like post apocalyptic and like disgusting and dark, I have what they call a camp where I can build a house and I can have, uh, f for, you know, lack of argument, a cow that you know I, I can have as a pet and i can grow crops and i can decorate my house with various things i find out in the world and it seems like that's that's basically what new horizons is just like happier <laughs> yeah i've never played fallout but everything you just said basically explains <laughs> new horizons really <laughs> like it's funny though because like i i have like you can collect um stuffed animals in the game in fallout and they're all like beat up and dirty because right mm -hmm. there's been like fallout but you can still put them on display so i have all of these displays of these these te various teddy bears that they have in the game and and things like that um so like when you play what what do you focus on do you have a particular area is it like the building or the decorating or the crafting like what do you really like so i really like the decorating part of everything and i also really like collecting like all the fish and the like insects that you can um but i would definitely say building my island is my favorite thing to do um now that my island is kind of more on the completer side i might play a little less because i don't have as much to do but right now i'm really working on my garden so i'm like gardening a lot um like your island has multiple levels and the top level of mine is purely just for my flowers. So in the game, um, you can create hybrids of flowers. So you plant them like kind of in a crosshatch design. And then when you water them or it rains, um, like other flowers will grow. So I've been really focusing on trying to get like all the colors of flowers that I can. And then taking those and decorating the rest of my island with it. So when you say that the island has levels, so you mean like geographically speaking, there's like different height points? Yeah. Where things so, exist? Uh, there's um, rivers and uh, cliffs. 
So even like if a river is on a higher level, that'll actually have different fish than the one that's on the lower level because uh, it'll be cliff fish. Cliff so fish. <laughs> that's actually like what they call it in like all the little uh, like tables I look at to try to figure out what fish I can catch. Okay. So, um, and then the top, you can do up to three. I tried to build one higher than three because I wanted like a waterfall going down it, but they're like, it's too high for you to climb there. You're gonna, it's dangerous. And I'm like, let me put a fucking, <laughs> sorry, I don't know if I can curse, no, but let good, me put a freaking waterfall up there. <laughs> I just want a waterfall. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So, um, so, okay. So when you fish, what do you do with the fish? Are you eating these fish? So, um, you don't eat it, but, uh, you have a museum okay. where you can donate all your bugs and your fish. So, Every like first one you catch, you want to donate it. Otherwise, you can sell it for bells, which is like the currency in the game. Um, or you can like put it on display. There's also a character named CJ who comes on your island where you can sell fish to him for more money. Or you can give him three of one kind of fish and he'll get his partner um, to make like a statue of it that you can put out someplace so i really want to catch like one kind of each fish and each bug i get that i definitely get that i um fallout doesn't like doesn't have that but in that universe there's different like soda drinks that are made and you can collect those and put those on display so i wanted to make sure i had one of each because I, I don't like drink alcohol much, but I'm like a soda remember, jokey. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Target came out with that uh, Nuka Cola. Yeah. And my friend asked me to go to the Target near me because he really wanted to find it. And I was like, I've never played this game, but I can go check for it. You. <laughs> yeah, I missed out on that, sadly. What are you going to do? <laughs> it It was very hard to get your hands on it. <laughs> very hard. <laughs> Well, I'm a sucker for like limited edition sodas and stuff. A few years back for the anniversary of the Back to the Future 2 uh, in 2015, for the that's when they go to, uh, there was a special Pepsi bottle that they released. Because in the fake, in that future, the Pepsi bottles are like, ups, they just switched them. They're upside down. Oh. And they sold them and they were really cool, but they were impossible <laughs> to get. So. Yeah, because people buy it and then try to sell it for more and then uh -huh. it's just impossible. Impossible. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> so okay. Uh, what so, also makes it... so go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was gonna say with the fishing and the bugs and stuff. What's interesting with the game and what keeps you interested in it is that um, there's seasons for everything. So you'll have like three months to catch a certain type of bug and fish. Uh, so and then like new ones will come in. So it's not just the same type each time. I have noticed that like. The further the season kind of goes in, the less interested I am in like fishing or catching things because I'm like, I already caught everything. I'm just waiting for the next wave. Um, except for when the game first came out and then there was a string fish that I just could not catch up until like the last day when I finally got it after like literally hours of fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling that with Pokemon Go recently. Uh, do you play Pokemon Go at all? I did up until the second generation and then I stopped, but it was gotcha. honestly only because it killed my phone battery mm. 
And I was literally having to constantly charge it. And I was getting annoyed about like my phone always being dead. And so that's literally the only reason why I stopped playing. Well, so during this, during quarantine, they released this big update that lets you do more from home, which is really great. And so they've been doing these little missions that are like a week long for each uh, re- region or generation in in Pokemon, and there will always be like you need to coll- uh, catch an electric type, and it just there won't won't be any. They just won't show up, and it's like I have six hours left to complete this, and like nothing's popping up. Oh, uh, that's so frustrating. It's yeah. Uh, but, so okay, so you were saying I'm curious how this works. So it's your island, but you were saying mm-hmm. that there's a museum. Is it your museum or is it somebody yeah, else's? It's it's our museum. And then the uh, curator of the museum is an owl named Blathers. And I love him. He's so freaking adorable. He absolutely hates bugs. So anytime you give him one, he's just like, oh, this wretched thing. (laughs) And, (laughs) but he loves like the fossils and the fish. So he's so excited about that. And if you give him like just one, if you're donating just one of the things, he'll give you a fact about it. If you're doing multiple, he won't give you facts. So sometimes it's a little, I do want to hear the facts. It's a little annoying sometimes to have to like donate everything like one by one because I want to see what he says. Mm. Um, but you can do multiple if you're like in a rush and don't really feel like going through that whole thing. So then I guess I'm trying to think of like how this like economy works. So like, do, do, does he work for you? He so the, he works for the museum. I guess like the museum is just on your island, and you're donating things to go in the museum. Okay. So but like you don't you don't get like if somebody visits the museum, they're not like paying you. No, the okay. museum's like free to go in. Which the okay. graphics for the museum is absolutely beautiful. So I actually love going in there and just like looking at things. Um, and the fossils are really cool. I almost have every fossil, so it's actually, like, harder for me to get the more rare ones at the very end. Um, but the economy is interesting. Um, so there's also, I guess, like, dialing back to the very beginning of the game. So you are going onto this deserted island, and Tom Nook (laughs) is, uh, like, the mayor? I guess you can say. Uh, and he like builds your house for you and then you are in debt to him, but you can pay back your loan anytime you want. Okay. And then you can expand your house each time you like pay back your loan. But the loan just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Which is why there's so many memes about like being in debt to Tom Nook or him being like capitalistic it's a very capitalistic game very <laughs> very capitalistic i see that. even more so um there's turnips that you can buy okay so the turnips is the stock market <laughs> um okay. so you can only buy it on sundays before noon and daisy may which is like an adorable little pig uh you buy it from her and the price is different for every island And then every single day, the prices for the turnips will be different in the morning and in the evening. So you're trying to catch the best price to sell your turnips to make more money. So it's literally like the stock market. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So Yeah. But it's 
Yeah, it's really, so you can sell on other islands though. So you, I'm basically like asking all my friends like every day, like, hey, what's your turnip prices so I can sell my turnips? Um, you basically, you kind of buy it at around like 90 to 100 um, bells and then you can sell it for up to like 600. So you can make a huge profit off of turnips if you can sell them. Who are you selling them to? Like you're selling them other players, not other players. So there's like a Nook store on your yeah. island that's run by Tom Nook's children, and um, you sell it to them. So they'll tell you what the turnip prices are each morning and each night if you ask them, and then you can decide to sell whenever you want, really. And so turnips are not one of the things you can just plant and grow. No, actually, um, the turnips will rot after one week. So you have one week to sell them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you really have to stay on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> I've got, honestly, I've gotten really lucky every week. I've always had a friend who has really good prices. So I've been able to sell to them. Um, my prices are usually not great. <laughs> And I'm like, one day, one day I'll be there for you guys. You can sell my <laughs> island, but today is not that day. <laughs> so let, let's talk about the social aspect of this. Cause like you can, you can go and visit friends islands and interact with them and everything. Right. So yeah, you can tell me a bit about how that works. Like how do you find somebody else's islands? So you, you know, you have your friend code on the switch so you can share your friend codes with people, or there's also a Dodo code where you can visit people's island without being their friend. So I, uh, when I first started playing, this is like also like the first game I've really played on the Switch too. I just threw my code out there on Facebook and was like, hey, who has Animal Crossing? Come play with me, add me. And I Wait, have a bunch code? of your, like your nerdy friend friends. Code? My friend code, yeah. Your friend code, okay. Uh, That's risky. My friend code, yeah. So I'm like, here's my friend code. And then I have like a bunch of people like add me. Honestly, some people I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but sure, why not? <laughs> um, or like people who I don't really talk to, uh, you know, would add me. And it's actually reconnected me with a lot of people because, uh, you know, we're like talking to each other because of the game or visit each other's islands. There's like certain things, like I mentioned with turnips, that you want to visit like other people's island for. Um, you also have like a clothing store, which is called um, the Able Sisters like store. Uh, so it changes every day. So when you visit other people's island, you can check their shops, buy things because it'll be different from your island. Um, for a while there, like I mentioned earlier, I was gardening. Mm -hmm. uh, you have one, you have like two flowers that get sold on your island, but there's more flowers you can get. So I actually had to like, ask all my friends like hey what flowers are in your shop let me go buy your seeds so i can get all the kinds of flowers um so it definitely is like a very social game that's kind of like oriented to be with other people because it would, it would be really hard to play the game and get everything without visiting other people's islands mm -hmm. um same with fruit too so there's different fruit trees and your island gets one fruit um, and you can get them by, by uh, you can also go to just like other islands to visit, not like friends islands, um, but just like tour, touring islands, uh, other abandoned islands. And you can get, 
fish, uh, flowers, fruit on there, but it typically tends to be ones that you already have. So then, so, okay. So if you want to visit a friend's Island, do they have to be like online playing the game or can you visit whenever? They do have to be, um, you, they have to be on the game. Um, so we have an airport on your Island and you can open your gates for other people. Um, and that's how you visit. So you can either open your gates to all of your friends or you can have best friends, um, who, actually your best friends you have to kind of be careful who's your best friend because if you're just a regular friend you are limited on what you can do on other people's island but if you're best friends you can literally go over there and do anything you want like you can dig up stuff you can move stuff around oh wow um so if you you know make the wrong person your best friend they can come fuck up your island and you just have to try to fix it um or like I mentioned earlier, the Dodo code, the, you can invite people over to your island with that code if you're not friends. Um, they can still come over if they input that code. Um, so typically, uh, turnips, shopping, uh, just kind of hanging out too. Um, there's also Celeste is an owl. She's Blather's sister, actually. She's an owl that comes at night sometimes, and you can get uh, a star recipe from her. Okay. Um, and uh, it's probably like she's probably like one of my favorite things on there because she has the coolest recipes to make stuff. And um, you can also like wish on falling stars, like shooting stars. Uh, so a lot of things that will happen is like, you know, Celeste will be on your island. So I'll like send out messages to my friends and be like, hey, Celeste is here. Who wants to come get a recipe? And everyone will come over, they'll grab a recipe from her. We'll hang out. We'll typically watch for shooting stars. I've had a star party on my friend's island where we literally just stood on like the top of the island and just wished on stars for like two hours. Um, That's cute. And uh, yeah, a lot of times um, when I do stuff like that, I'll try to, I'll have like Discord up and we'll also be talking, chatting on voice um, or like messaging each other on Facebook. So it's also just like brought us together to like talk more and not feel like we're just stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's been a huge draw is just that everyone is, is stuck at home or stuck going out as limited as possible. And there's not as many excuses to see people. So this has been kind of a nice way to mm-hmm. bring, bring people together. I, I, I've definitely seen that it's made me at least a little bit interested. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Actually I saw a meme, um, actually the other day where they were like do you remember that one summer that pokemon go came out (laughs) and everyone was outside catching pokemon they're like well this year it's the complete opposite with animal crossing (laughs) right it's like nintendo determines our fate (laughs) yes yes (laughs) i mean i guess i'd rather have it be nintendo than somebody else but uh... that's very true they're the key to our happiness apparently they've been the key to mine many times over the years <laughs> um so let's let's talk a bit about your house because i know the house is mm-hmm. like a really big part it's like the cornerstone of 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 the game yeah. for a lot of people so do you actually design the structure itself or do you just decorate it it you decorate it okay um so you start out with a tiny tiny little room and uh 
you also have like a storage space. So the storage space gets bigger every time you update your house. So the first update is you get a bigger room, then you have one bigger room. And then the next one is you get a second room and then you get a third one and then you get a fourth one and then you get a second floor, which is just one giant room and then a basement. And then you're just decorating your house. Um, You can, uh, after a while, you can change how your house looks on the outside. Um, So that kind of like is your choice and you get like options of what it looks like. But um, the inside is pretty much just decorating everything you can. But there's, I've seen a lot of like people's houses and like the amount of things and different furniture and stuff. People come up with such like amazing concepts or just kind of like, the, when you first start playing, it's really just throw everything that you own <laughs> to kind of fill up the space. Gotcha. And then like the longer you play, it's like you kind of get pieces that go together rather than just like random miscellaneous stuff. So then how, what's like the level leveling up process here? Like, how do you get to grow your house to that, that next size? It, I mentioned earlier that you, uh, own a, owe a loan to Tom Nook. So it's that loan is kind of how you level up. So you pay, I can't remember exactly how much the loans are because it's been a while since I've gotten to the last stage of my house, but, um, you know, I I remember the last one because I haven't paid it off yet because I'm like, I can't upgrade my house anymore. What's the point of paying this off? It's like two million bells. Um, okay. Well, one before that was like one million bells. So it just gets like kind of ridiculously <laughs> more and more. Um, but uh, I think it's worth it to be able to like decorate everything. So then, so, okay. So if you pay off your first loan, for example, do you just go back mm-hmm. to him and then request the second one? Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. So then is that, like I said, very capitalistic game. <laughs> <laughs> so is that also how like the, <laughs> the, 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 the height levels to the Island work? Is that built in a similar fashion? No. That's a different. Mechanic. No. So that's a different mechanic. So, um, that there's like kind of a story in the oh, game. Okay. Um, kind of it's very loose term story so uh there so you know it's the whole story is supposed to be like you come on this deserted island and then you kind of like fall in love with this island and then you want to build it up to be your home and you invite other villagers to come so uh you get like you have like different goals on for it so you have like an island rating it's like a five star rating i believe four or five i think it's yeah i think it's like a five star rating um so when you talk to isabel who's another person that works on the island you can talk to her about your island rating and then she'll tell you like the feedback of the villagers so when you get to a three star island you can invite tom nook's favorite artist to the island kk slider and KK Slider will have a concert on your island. Ooh. And then um, after he comes, that's kind of like the end of the story where you kind of like this, like your island's the big leagues now. Like you got the most famous like artist to come sing on your island. And then after the concert, you know, is done, the credits kind of roll. 
But after that, you get terraforming. Ah. So terraforming is when you can basically change the island however you want. You can uh, terraform uh, water, so you can create rivers, you can create lakes and ponds, um, and you can also create, like, your cliffs. Um, so that's kind of, after all that is kind of when you get to really make the island look the way that you want. Okay, well, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't change my island too, too much, because I actually liked the layout of it, um, but... It can be a little bit of a pain because you kind of have to do it one square individually mm. at a time. So that's also when you get to make paths. Um, you can't make your paths before then. So uh, that's probably was one of my complaints was making paths was such a pain because you have to like go one, one uh, square at a time. And sometimes you accidentally erase it instead of oh, like no. creating the next <laughs> tile. So... <laughs> Um, the one thing I liked about sharing an island with my brother is that we both worked on it together. So I didn't have to like create paths and terraform everything by myself. I actually would do some of it. My brother would do some of it. So it wasn't quite as like daunting as it can be for other people, I think. So does he have his own house on the island or do you share the house too? He has his own house. Okay. You just share the yeah. land. Okay. Yeah. We share the land and, uh, I know like some people think it's a little annoying because so my brother is the main person on the island because he was the one that created the island. Okay. Um, so all of like like making bridges and um uh inclines, I actually can't do that because only the main player can do it. So uh, my brother was the one that had to like do all of that on his. And I actually had a friend who told me that she shared an island with her brother as well. And her brother played for like one day and then stopped. And so she would have to go on his, on his account yeah. <laughs> to do everything and then go back on her account to do everything else. And eventually got so annoyed, she just deleted the island and started over. Um, so for me, I didn't really mind as much because I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to do those things mm -hmm. like because uh, he played for long enough that we kind of completed all that stuff and then we split the cost of everything like 50 50 so That's it was nice. probably not at, so I think we also got a little bit further on our island than other people did a little bit faster because we were splitting the cost of everything. Well the cooperation is nice I'm sure that was kind of part of the intention really so that's kind of cool. yeah yeah it just doesn't work out when the people like don't one person doesn't really play or if you guys have opposite opinions on how the island should look uh now that my brother's not playing i'm like i'm just gonna do whatever i want this is my <laughs> island now <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any like tips or tricks for first time players like if they're just starting out they've never played before kind of like where you were when you began is mm -hmm. there anything you wish either anything you were glad that you did do or anything you wish you had done um hoard everything <laughs> like <laughs> resources at least because um i think at first i was just selling everything off to get bells mm. and then later on i would have recipes and then i wouldn't have the resources to make the recipes right. so i was like shoot i wish i would have kept that so i think it's definitely more important at the beginning to kind of like keep everything that you can um i think Visiting like touring islands to get resources 
just kind of getting everything that you can really helped for me. Um, and just like, don't feel the pressure to have to like make your island look perfect right away. Because I know there are some people who are starting out now um, rather than with like all of us when it first came out that they're like, oh, I, I'll go visit their island. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, it looks really bad. And I'm like, you just started. I don't expect it to be like us who's played for like month like a month now um and just kind of like make the game your own like I don't think the good thing about this game is that like you kind of just do what you enjoy there's no pressure to really have to complete every little thing yeah that's nice I think you know it kind of just depends on the type of player like right there's some people that want to be able to to 100% a game you know and so maybe something like this might be a little tough for them right because you can't ever yeah. really do it necessarily mm -hmm. um, um yeah there's also it kind of sucks uh because at the beginning of the game uh i kind of did something where I, I wish i could give this as a tip but you can't really do it anymore um you used to be able to create your own tarantula island <laughs> to kind of it was kind of like a it was a good way to make a lot of money um, okay, so so you on, basically you, got, you go. You got to step back. What is a tarantula yeah, island? I want to. Yeah, I was gonna go back to that. I was gonna go back to that. I want to mention this because I'm really sad I can't do it anymore because it was probably like the funnest part of the game for me. Well, so, first off, you're talking to somebody who's kind of arachnophobic. Yeah. So oh, okay. So tarantulas are probably the only thing in the game that can really like hurt. Well, that's a lie. Tarantulas and wasps. Those are the two things that can really kind of hurt you in the game. Other okay. than that, nothing can really hurt you. But if you get stung by a wasp twice, you like pass out and then you restart. If you're on your island, you restart at your house. If you're on like, if you're touring an island, you'll restart where like the plane is. Um, and tarantulas, they bite you once, you'll pass out and you'll kind of like start over but you can make you can sell tarantulas for eight thousand bells which is kind of like the most money you can make out of bugs i believe at least um and they only spawn at night hmm. so when you're touring an island you want one that's like flat and doesn't really have like much to it you basically clear out everything on the island the trees the rocks everything so that the spawning is basically just like tarantulas and tiger beetles and uh there's one other bug that spawns but that one doesn't really matter and you basically just run around the island with your net out trying to clear all the bugs until a tarantula comes up and then you catch the tarantula but they rush at you when you get to a certain like <laughs> a certain like distance from them okay so they literally would just rush at you and you either have to like sneak up on them or uh just try to like catch them before they bite you um so i would basically at night go do tarantula island for like two three hours and just make a bunch of money off of it but Nintendo now has uh, released a few patches to make it nearly impossible <laughs> to create Tarantula Island. Um, they've also made like the spawn a lot more rare mm. for like rare bugs. It used to be 
rare bugs still weren't really that rare. So I think they kind of like patched it. So it'll make gotcha. it a little bit more difficult. Um, but that was honestly probably like the funnest part of the game for me was trying to cr- run around and catch these freaking tarantulas. I also think tra- like spiders are, I don't want to be near them. But in the <laughs> game, they were also kind of cute. <laughs> Okay. They're still cute in the game. There's nothing in the game that's really like disgusting. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's it is Animal Crossing after all. Yeah. Um. So aside from Tarantula Island, if they were gonna announce DLC that you were really excited about, what is something that you'd like to see added into the game that isn't there today? Um, I don't know if I can think of anything specific. They have been adding events. So like, so I think that's a definitely a way to kind of keep everyone really interested and keep things kind of different. Um, they had an Easter event that was a little, a little crazy because uh, you basically, anything you did, you would catch an egg and make recipes out of the eggs, but they did not do the spawns very well. So literally all you can do is get eggs. Gotcha. Then when you try to fish, you couldn't get fish. You were just getting eggs. Um, so they ended up fixing it. <laughs> Um, and they had like a Earth Day event that they added on, uh, where you can like buy shrubs. Um, you got extra like um, Nook Miles, which is basically just like points to buy stuff, buy like further stuff, um, and to tour islands. Um, it was like you did certain like things, Earth Day things. Mm-hmm. that would give you extra points so i think just like i just want to keep seeing like interesting events uh that kind of like pique my interest again uh, rather than kind of doing the same thing over and over again um just kind of keep it new and fresh fair enough that's cool okay um is there anything else about the game that we haven't touched on that you think would be worth mentioning to new or or first-time players um, I think the villagers definitely make the game. Um, I remember I did play the mobile game that came out like a while back. Uh, and I remember my friend who was a huge, huge like Animal Crossing like player. She's played every single one, loves all of them. Uh, they mentioned to me that the villagers in the mobile game were very lackluster compared to the ones in the game now. And when I finally played New Horizons, I totally understood what they were saying because you can interact with the villagers every single day. Um, There's like endless villagers that you can also invite onto your island, but you can only get 10 like max. And you can, uh, there's, if you don't like a certain villager, you can try to get them to leave by not talking to them for a week, (laughs) basically. And there, I've seen really funny things online of what people will do to get a villager off. It's I've so got, passive aggressive. It, it's so passive aggressive. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> there was a villager I didn't like that I was very, very hard trying to get him to leave. <laughs> um, his name was Quilson. He is a green duck that's kind of like a snob. And all of my villagers are super cute. And I was like, you are the blight on my island and I need you to leave. <laughs> but I felt Aww. too bad to bully him. Because <laughs> there are people who like were straight up bullying the villagers to leave. I felt too bad bullying him. So I just didn't talk to him until he would want to leave. So wait, and, how, from a bully perspective, do they, does the game give you like dialogue options that are aggressive? 
not dialogue options, but people were like taking their nets and hitting villagers with their net. And if you hit them after a certain amount of time, they would like get mad and be like, what are you doing? Stop hitting me. I don't like that. And uh, some people, I know some people who block their house so they can't leave. Like they'll use fencing and basically completely encase their house with fencing. Or like you can put up signs and make like custom patterns. So people would put like make patterns where it's like, you suck, leave. I don't want you here. So. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then you can also complain to Isabel about like a villager that you don't like. So people would like go complain to Isabel, be like, I don't like this person. So for Quilson, I just ignored him for a week. And when he, after a week, he still wasn't leaving. And I was like, I guess I have to hit him with my net. And my brother was like, you're really going to hit him with your net? And I'm like, I have to. I'm like, I want him to leave so bad. So I hit him with my net. And I actually felt really bad the entire time that I was hitting him. Um, but then the next day he left. So I guess it worked. Um, but wow. Yeah, okay. it's. I I actually do still feel bad about that. But uh, you can talk to your villagers and give them gifts every day. And they'll, like, return gifts. They each have their own, like, personality based on, like, traits. So, like, there's jock villagers. There's um, snobby villagers. There's, like, the sisterly type. There's, like, the lazy type. And then, um, so, uh, there's, like, just a whole bunch of different kinds um and then they can also interact with each other so it's really really fun when you see two of them like talking to each other you definitely want to go up and see what they're saying because the conversations can be so funny sometimes so i have uh they're my two original villagers actually um sheldon who's like a jock squirrel and then cat who is like i think her type is like a sisterly cat um they were talking cat and yeah, cat named cat with two T's. It's two oh, okay, T's, so it's okay. a K and a two T's, so it's different. <laughs> um, so they were having a conversation, and so Sheldon always talked about his muscles and how much he's working out. So Cat was like, hey, Sheldon, why do you work out so much? And he was like, to gain muscles, obviously. And she's like, but what's the point of gaining muscles? And he's like, what do you mean? What's the point? She's like, what's the end result? What do you do when you finally gain big muscles? And he was like, I guess I never thought about that before. Why do I want to gain muscles? And I was just like, oh my God, is this villager having like a crisis in front of me right now? An existential breakdown. (laughs) Yeah. And then they like turned to me and he was like, why do I work out so much? Help me. And then they gave me options of things to say. And I can't remember what I said, but I think I was like, um, because, because that's, you, that's your goal. That's what you want to do. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I guess it makes cleaning a lot easier so I can lift up my couch with one hand <laughs> and vacuum underneath it. And Kat's like, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. You're so right. And then she changed into workout clothes and she's like, I'm going to work out too. And then like dawdled off to like go work out. So yeah. So they just have like a bunch of really fun interactions with each other. You can have a lot of fun interactions. Uh, My villagers gave me a nickname. Actually, they called me Rambler. Okay. I don't know if it's because they think I can, you know, 
get down and fight someone or if I just talk to them too much and I just ramble. But uh, so I have multiple villagers who are like, can I call you Rambler too? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I have like villagers that have a nickname for me. And then Wendy, who's my actually my favorite uh, villager. I actually am working on a cosplay for her too. Um, she's like a little blue lamb who is like fashionista wants to be like an influencer basically i think she's so cute um she was like can i give you a different nickname i want to give you a different one and i was like what is it she's like i want to nickname you schmoopy and i'm like i don't know where schmoopy came from but i'm okay with this (laughs) she calls me schmoopy while other people calls me rambler um so yeah so it's just a really fun like interactions with the villagers um i have my 10 i wish i can get it uh i really want tia which is like a little elephant um that looks like a teapot uh so if i ever find her i'm gonna kick somebody out to get her (laughs) oh man okay all right that's cool (laughs) that's really funny yeah Uh, Another Fallout connection. There's a, a mobile version of Fallout called Fallout Shelter where you're building like the bomb shelter, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you can only hold a certain number of people, but people have all these stats. Oh. And so yeah. sometimes someone will come along. You're like, well, that's a better person to have. <laughs> and you have to boot yeah. somebody out. <laughs> yeah. I, so uh, I would gladly get rid of Sheldon, the jock squirrel, but he is my brother's favorite villager. And so I'm like, gotta keep Sheldon, but Tia comes along. Brother doesn't play anymore. I'm just gonna... Um, Oh, he just left. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. He just left. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I think that that's probably a good place to start wrapping things up. Yeah. Yeah. so Lisa, if people wanted to see like some of your cosplay or talk to you about Animal Crossing, how might they reach out to you? Um, they can media? definitely reach out to me on my Instagram. Um, it's Linaful. Uh, Lin is like, it's my Vietnamese name. So it's L-I-N-H-I-F-U-L. Um, I post my cosplay on there. I just got a new puppy. So I'm posting a lot of photos of my dogs. Um, and I work in coffee, so I post photos of, like, coffee stuff. It's kind of like, I don't have a designated cosplay Instagram, so this is kind of like my life catch-all. That works. That works. What's your favorite kind of coffee? I love coffee. Um, so I, uh, dr- my favorite, like, type of coffee are kind of like the fruitier ones. I really love Ethiopia's. Um, I really love Guatemala's. So I really just drink, like, black coffee, um, espresso uh i really like oat milk cappuccinos um i'm lactose intolerant so i cannot drink regular milk (laughs) it's like the best uh alternative i think (laughs) so i I my favorite coffee now i have never had ethiopian coffee so i can't speak Mm -hmm. for that but the favorite that i've had is brazilian i love brazilian coffee so brazilians can be pretty good uh if you ever can find like a really good Ethiopia, it's kind of like it basically just tastes like blueberries. Interesting. Um, I, I might say it basically tastes like blueberries, but it's one of those like wine things where <laughs> some people can taste the different flavors, some people can't. I've been <laughs> I've been in coffee for like six years now, so uh, I can taste the difference. But um, 
I think it's usually like the best kind of intro coffee for people who kind of like sweeter sweeter coffees Mm. and want to try something black that's fair it sounds like it's for me i love i'm a sweets kind of guy you know i'm like the type of person who's like there's no such thing as a dessert that's too decadent (laughs) it just doesn't exist right so yeah Yeah, uh (laughs) definitely should try it if you can ever find a good one i'll have to keep my eye out all right well thank you lisa for joining me to talk about animal crossing new horizons I appreciate it. Um, And I guess that's going to be it for us. I will hopefully talk to you soon. (laughs) So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us in this episode of the Gamer Heroes podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find me at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter and Facebook. I also host other shows here on the Heroes Podcast Network, so please come check out Screen Heroes or Red Shirts and Runabouts. I host both of those shows. And otherwise, I will be back in two weeks to talk Fallout 76 with a few of my buddies that I play with. We're really excited to talk about what the game has in store coming up soon, including Seasons, something new coming to Fallout 76. As always, game on. Gamer Heroes is produced by the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by me, Derek Mayer. Follow me at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Gamer Heroes Pod or Facebook and Instagram at Heroes Podcasts. Stream our latest episodes and catch other HPN shows on our website, HeroesPodcasts.com. Game on.